Welcome. Pull up a seat, slip on your headphones, or just turn up the volume a bit. You found the Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. This is not a show for those who are fine with a small life. No, we go big here. You can transform every aspect of your life if you just know where to start. Now, here's your host, Glenise. Hello, and welcome to the Glenise Show with myself, Glenise Hughes. Thank you so much for listening in. I am so incredibly grateful for each and every one of you. All right. We are going to talk today about how I actualized meeting Oprah Winfrey in June. So it hasn't actually occurred yet, uh, but I have the ticket. How does it get any better than this? And oh my God, I am, I am still so jittery about it. Like, it's like, I get to meet Oprah. I get to hug oh well I'm not sure about hug but I get to be in a picture with Oprah I get to talk to Oprah I mean this has been something that I have been and I can't say that I've been asking for it a lot because it's not I would actually say honestly it's something that I would have told you that was maybe I don't want to say it out loud and maybe in kind of this impossible world for me that I didn't know was there but until like I actualized this and I was like I really never thought this would happen like I was not really asking for it from that obviously I was asking for it because I have received it but cognitively asking for it no and and I wonder how many other things I'm not cognitively asking for that I could be asking for that if I would ask for them would show up even quicker. Because I, I mean, I grew up watching Oprah. She has always been such a huge inspiration to me. And as a child, I mean, I started having extra weight when I was six years old. So as a child, I was watching her going, wow. She's not the typical skinny, um, you know, size two that you normally would see on TV. I would say more so back then, not as much now. There's a lot of all sorts of sizes and shapes on TV. And for me, she was really the first person and not just to be an actress on the TV, but actually play a really big role. Like people wanted to be on her show and not just like, people like stars like people who really were kind of in my limited uh, awareness or a limited um maybe not awareness but cognitive ability it was like wow they all want to hang out with her and they don't seem to care what her body looks like and that was just such an invitation because now as an adult I totally get that like our bodies yeah our bodies are sweet and delicious and yummy and yay and they don't define who we be. So allowing somebody's body to choose whether you hang out with them or not. But back then, you know, as a young kid, that was something that I was watching. And to see her get up and go on the show every day, and then I would see her do diets. Or I don't know if she would do diets. I remember her doing lots of, like, workouts and, and kind of getting healthy. I'm not sure if the diet piece was there. Probably was, I don't recall. But, you know, she, that's how she was... She, and then she would lose a bunch of weight and then there'd be a celebration and then she'd gain a bunch of weight and then there would be a lot of judgment in the world about what she had, you know, that she'd gain the weight. And every day 
she got back up and went on TV. Like every day, five days a week. And that's a piece, and I probably as I got older and was, you know, more aware of this sort of stuff, it's like, like she got back up even when people hated her. And I remember there being something in the beef industry or something like that. I remember it being a huge thing and her receiving a lot of hate for it. And she still got up and went on TV. And she still got up and went on TV when she would have had money to quit. Like she could have been like, you know what? I've got enough to live the rest of my life and 10 more over. You buy, you suckers. You know, that she never, ever allowed that to stop her. And, and maybe she did in other ways. Okay, I'm only kind of one-sided on it. I was watching her on TV. And I still, I would say at least once in a foundation class uh, and any probably other class that I do that's a day or two long, I reference her. Now, mostly I reference her because of her wealth uh, and what she's chosen. But look at that. Like, look at her willingness to get up every day and go back out there in one of... I don't know, the most difficult places, I would think, in terms of like receiving judgment, because you could see the person and you're there. And then, you know, we've got media making all sorts of stories about her and having all sorts of points of views, and then other people running with it because they love to hate her, and all of this crazy. And she still chose it. Like she didn't allow it to stop her um, long term. If she did in the short term, you know, and that's actually going to be my question for her. I don't have it formed exactly just yet, but that's what I'm so curious about is asking her about how has she handled more and more and more judgment. Like what does she do and what's her kind of tips, her tools, what does she use? That's what I am so curious about because I get how much we all use it and I use it to stop myself. Like, oh, what would they think? Or, um, you know, I'd love to wear that, that outfit, but oh, that doesn't look so good. And, you know, people might make fun. Or, And I saw this post the other day now, social media is, you know, whew, social media, I love it. And there's also times and places and things. And so I'm in this group, uh, an, an Edmonton group, and there's a lot of, it's an Edmonton girls group. And um, there's a lot of really cool stuff. Like you can ask for support or you can ask for suggestions. And, and it's great that way. And somebody had posted a picture of somebody, they were out at a bar and somebody was wearing an outfit that this person who took the picture didn't think they should be wearing. And so they took the picture. I mean, they didn't take a picture of their face uh, or their head, I guess, because it was their back, um, but the rest of their body. So, I mean, <laughs> Edmonton is still a small enough city that, it, you know, it's possible you'll know that person. And then we're just writing, you know, really nasty comments underneath. And, and it just kind of was, yeah, anyway, like that sort of stuff. Like, <sighs> yeah. And we all know that you can't let that stop you. Like, I mean, I could tell you that. I've pro you've probably heard me say it on other radio shows. Just don't let that stop you. <laughs> yeah. And I would love to hear Oprah's take on how you don't let it stop you. How do you get up and go out again the next day when there's shit like that going on like that? I'm just so curious. So let me tell you how this all occurred, because to me, it is so freaking magical. My friend Carrie and I had found out that Oprah was coming to town 
and I was going to be doing a call during the time this ticket sales came on. And so I, and she wanted her and I were going to go together. So she said she would buy the tickets and, um, I gave her my, my price max. So my price max to see Oprah was $500 and just said, kind of get me the, the best seat that we can for $500. So Carrie said, okay. So during that call, my call ran from 9.30 until 10.30. So at kind of just a minute before 10 and for a few minutes, I just told my call, everybody on the call, like, give me a couple of minutes, I'll be right back. I went and checked out the webpage because like pre-buying the tickets, I couldn't see where to like I, there was no prices there was no no description it was quite it was quite frustrating in that sense so at, right at this dot of 10 I went on and all I could see was the the meet and greet tickets which are 2500 uh and then the kind of different seats tickets that it looked like you had to have an American Express uh credit card to buy them like it was kind of like a pre-sale for American Express card holders or something I couldn't quite understand and I only had a couple minutes so I just said to Carrie you know what, go ahead and buy them, just get the best, the best seats, and I went back to the call. So, she messages me uh, during the call, and she says, you know, these are the, um, she, she gave me, she wrote some numbers, and I thought she was telling me they were seat numbers or section numbers, I didn't understand the numbers at all, and then um, she sent another message, and she said, oh my god, I can get us front row uh, tickets 31 and 32. <laughs> And I said, yes, like, oh my God, how does it get any better than that? And then when I was finished my call, I messaged her, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe we got those. Like, how does it get any better than that? And then I said to her, how much? Like, how much were they? Because she knew my max was 500. <laughs> and then she phoned me and I thought, uh-oh, because Carrie doesn't phone me, her and I talk by, by messenger and now she's phoning me and she said, oh no. Oh no, Glenice, I told you what the price was. So you know that time when I told you like I didn't understand those numbers and I thought they were section? She was telling me the prices. She just didn't put a dollar sign in front of them. They were the $2,500. OMG. And I'm on the phone with Carrie and I'm going, oh no. Oh no. And she's going, no, no, I think I can cancel. I think I can cancel. Don't worry, I'll get us out of it. And I was like, no. I said, no, Carrie, wait, wait. It's not a no. It's not a no. It's just, oh, give me a minute. <laughs> and I was just, you know, like there was this, all this yes in my world. And then there was this, that is $2,500. <laughs> and I said, okay, you know what, Carrie? Can you find out what's included? Because she wasn't even sure what was included in the ticket. I mean, she had a good idea, but she wasn't totally clear. So I said, can you find out what's in the ticket? And then... And then we can just choose from there. And I said, and it's not a no. So we hung up and then she messaged me what was included. And I was like, I am so fucking in. Like, I am so fucking in. This is a lifelong dream of mine. And I wouldn't pay $2,500 for it. Like, hello, that's crazy. But it was so interesting to me because if it would have been me, like, I didn't ask a question about when I originally saw the 2,500, like, tickets on when I was first looking, it wasn't even a question in my world. It was kind of the same thing as meeting Oprah and chatting with Oprah. It was like, that's not even an ask. That, that's not even somewhere I can go. That's not even a possibility. And so for the universe <laughs> to 
have to kind of step in and ensure she didn't use the dollar sign in front. Because if I'd have seen the dollar sign in that, I'd have been like, no, Carrie, I gave you my max of 500. And everything just to be that. And then after, like, the excitement from, oh, my gosh. Like, oh, my gosh. I get to meet Oprah. And not like Oprah, like, she's better than me. She's more amazing than me. She's, no. She has been a lifelong inspiration to me. She has shown me over and over and over of what is actually possible. And now in the last, you know, ever since she hasn't had a show, which has been many years now, I haven't really, I mean, I've watched some Soulful Sunday stuff and different things she's done, but I haven't really been, you know, as much as I was every, you know, once a day. And she's still a huge inspiration to me like a huge inspiration just to see what she chooses and what she creates. And then also from a business perspective, the influence that she has like, Oh my fucking God. If she were to say, everybody should have Crest toothpaste, (laughs) like, I would bet there would be a huge run on Crest Toothpaste. The other thing that I appreciate about her so much, at least, and again, this is just in my limited interaction with her world, but that she doesn't overuse that. Like, she is careful with what she what she does promote. She is careful with what she influences, or I don't know if that's the word. And that's even a conclusion that she's careful with it. She's. I do not see her... Um, you know, taking every deal that probably comes her way in terms of what she could uh, put her name to. To me, there is a sense of she does agree with it or it does work for her. She does use it or it has changed something for her or she's aware of the change. There's something more there. There's just so much that I get to meet her. I get to be in a picture with her. And it, yes, it was $2,500. And I am so freaking excited. And I would have paid 5000 Although I probably, again, would have had Kev Carey, you know, allow the universe to work through her to create this magic to occur. Because I just, yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, I so know that I would have kicked myself if I just would have went with one of the regular tickets. Not that, like, not that that wouldn't be awesome too, don't get me wrong, but really from this place of like, I, I gave that up for money. Like I chose the, from the lack mentality, because you know what, I know I can create $2,500 in the blink of an eye if I choose to. So I would let money choose for me based on what crazy reason? Like, that's crazy. Now, that's not going to be for everybody. Hubby would probably not even pay $50. Not that he has anything against her. It's just not his, 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 it just wouldn't be fun for him. Same as he, one of his favorite artists is Billy Bragg from, of course, England. Uh, And I wouldn't, I would, I don't even know if I could be paid $50 to go see him. And yet people would probably spend thousands to go see him who love him. So it really is, of course, a preference thing and what really lights you up and what is going to create greater for you. And oh my God, I get to meet Oprah. Like I get to meet Oprah. Oh my God. Oh my God. How does it get any better? 
<sighs> and what else is possible? And I know that there would have been a time where I'd have been like, well, this isn't magical at all. I just paid for a ticket. That's it. And yet it's totally freaking magical. I know that I pulled this into my, into my world based on all of my energy pulls and everything I'm asking for uh, from that energy of what I'd like to, you know, what matches what I'm creating in my future, what I'm creating, what I'd like my life and living to be like, this is what matches it. And that, that the, you know, just the energy, the, the, the yumminess since, you know, kind of even this morning when I woke up, I'm like, I get to meet Oprah. And that energy is like that to me, that's living. And it's not that I have to be meeting Oprah like all the time to have that. And I'll have more of that like whatever that is. And that was the one piece I've been really looking at is like, it was in my realm of impossibility without me even being aware that it was in my realm of impossibility. So that's been really interesting for me because truly, I mean, what else could I be asking for? What else could I be asking for that I haven't been willing to ask for? Because it's in some sort of realm of impossibility that is, I mean, that's such a fucking lie. There's no, actually, there is no realm of impossibility. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, like, I wonder, I wonder what else is actually possible that we've never even considered. Yeah, and this is a question that came out on one of Dane, who's the co-founder of Access Consciousness, on a call that I am on with him. And he was just saying, like, start asking what, you can either ask it, like, what is actually possible that I've never considered, or what else is actually possible that I've never even considered. And I'm wondering now, yeah, yeah, because what else is actually possible? So what that is, is that's actualization. Like, what else is actually possible? Like, what else can I actualize that I've never been able to actualize before? What else is actually possible that I've never even considered? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I wonder how many more times I can ask that, because I ask that a lot. Ever since he gave us that question, it's like, I, I mean, I've been asking what else is possible for well, since I learned the question. Uh, and now it's like that, this, this one, just that little bit of a change. There's so much more. Yeah, all of that stuff, all of the, the things I didn't even know I was buying as impossible. Yeah, what else is actually possible now that I've never even considered? What else is actually possible now that we've never even considered? All right, on that note, we're going to go to break and we'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. 
from Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenice will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenice.net for more information about where Glenice will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenice to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenice.net. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit GleniseHughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. So we're talking all about actualizing meeting Oprah Winfrey. Now, in case you guys don't know who she is, but I'm pretty sure you do, but in case you don't, she used to have a daily talk show. In my time zone, it was 4 p.m. every day, so I was always home from school and uh, could watch her, and she would, she had just all sorts of different things. She covered everything. If there was a new movie coming out, she'd often have the stars of that movie. She'd interview them, but she would talk about really everything, and she had book clubs, and she had uh, giveaways and there was just all sorts of things. Now I was kind of thinking back and I was like, I never ever even considered going and seeing her show. Like that was never even a possibility in my world. Just I didn't even think. I think she did it in Chicago, but I don't actually know. Um, you know, so that wasn't something for me growing up. I I have had that with Ellen. I mean, going to the Ellen show. How freaking cool would that be? Uh, that just looks like so much fun. Uh, but with with Oprah, that wasn't. It was just always she was on the TV, and yeah, just oh, how does it get any better than this? And what else is possible? And you know, asking the universe every day to surprise and delight me—it's really what I perceive like a billion times more than I ever imagined. With that, was actualizing this experience, and. What's really cool is this experience doesn't start from the moment I see her. This experience started. <laughs> Do you know when it started? Actually, a friend of mine who I know listens to the radio show sometimes, so hello, Jeanette, uh, she had posted that she had won a ticket to Oprah. I didn't even know Oprah was coming to Edmonton. So when I saw that, I searched it to see what the heck, when is she coming? Will I be at home? Because that sometimes is not always the case. And saw, and then I saw the tickets weren't even coming on sale. The the some of them were coming on sale on a Wednesday and the rest were coming on sale on the Friday. And so that's like the whole experience started then and is going to continue until June 20th. And I'll tell you what is going to continue for far, far, far beyond that. So really, how much can we receive from every experience? Now I'm talking about one that's very joyful and light and delicious and yummy. And what if we could receive from all of the experiences that we choose. Yeah. What else is possible with that? I just, I'm wondering for myself, 
because there's times with the crazy in terms of it should be different, it should be better, blah, 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 you know, all of that. And then the judgment that it's not everything that I've decided it should be instead of being like, what if we can just receive from it all? Yeah. And, you know, so, so even like beyond that in terms of the ticket, so I didn't have that to pay. Most of you guys know, I've talked about the, the book, The Profit First. So that's what I follow in my, in my banking with my business. Uh, I didn't have that in my operating expenses. And I had it in my profit account. And for me, it was a very beautiful fit to pay for that ticket from my profit account because that is what I perceive it will continue to gift me in so many ways, money and in so many other ways of the gift that just keeps on giving as it already has and as it's continuing to do so. And if you haven't heard of me speak of the Profit First uh, kind of way, it's a book. I so highly recommend it. I can't say his last name, but it's Mike M. Uh, Just Google it. You will find it. He also has another book that I recently listened to on audio, and it's called Clockwork. And there is some really yummy bits in there that really you know again if you're running a business to me both of those books are really something to to just listen to or read and just take from it what what feels yummy I've really loved the utilizing the profit first way and it's just taking a percentage of your money and allocating it for different areas so yeah anyway you can check it out if it feels yummy to you so you know what does it take to actualize a lifelong dream <laughs> well it does take the willingness to receive it it also takes and I mean this is I'm just kind of piecing it apart after I'm not sure it's every fair to do that but it just to give us a little bit of, of awareness around it it does take the demand for whatever it takes to do it like and the demand of yourself of like no matter what I'm doing this Because really, if I would have had, you know, let's say kind of the time to sit and be with it and be like, okay, I've got an hour to choose when I'm going to spend $2,500 and kind of go through all the usual questions that I would do and all of that, um, I would have chose it. I really would have chose it. Now, when I was, you know, giving Carrie my limit for, for her buying the ticket of the $500, that was, you know, that was just like, in a sense, kind of my comfort level with, with that sort of thing. And not really knowing what else was possible in terms of a, a whole other experience with, with Oprah. Um, yeah, so it's like that demand of ourselves to do whatever it takes. And so in this case, you know, to, to, to pay from my profit account, other people might have to do other things. Maybe they have to sell something or maybe they have to uh, put a new offer out or maybe they have to work harder at the job or whatever it is. Uh, and it's like that. Now, if there's something and you wouldn't do that for it, then it's probably not something you truly desire. So when we talk about kind of actualizing something you desire, you really want to be clear on if you desire it because you may not. And that's okay. You just want to always tell you the truth about that. Because if it's something that you're, you're looking to actualize and you're doing all the steps and you're frustrated because it's not showing up and like, is it actually true? Are you actually really asking for it? Are you really desiring it? Because that demand of you to do whatever it takes, that's, 
you, my experience is you really have to desire it. I look back at back in 2000 and I was probably about 2003. I started my business in late of 2002. And what I started doing was within actually within a few months, what I started doing was I was traveling out to small towns around mostly Saskatchewan, some in Alberta, but mostly Saskatchewan. Uh, basically because what I realized is that the market, the people who were looking for what I was offering, which was back in 2002, very weird. And I know I still offer very weird, but there's so many more weird people or there's so many people more willing to be their weird. Uh, but back then, not so many people. So what I started doing is I would travel around. I would basically travel to them. I would travel and see them where they were. And often one person would host me in their house and people would come in for sessions and we'd have a separate room. And that's what I would do. Now, would have I loved to all just stay at my house and have people come to me and do sessions out of my room and be at home every night with hubby? Yeah, you know what? I would have loved that. <laughs> and that wasn't actually going to create what I desired back then. In fact, I would have not been able to run my business if that's what I would have uh, waited for. By me being willing to do whatever it took, which was to go out, sometimes weeks at a time, to different small towns. And this was always the thing that's funny to me is a lot of times people, and, and this is kind of in the metaphysical world, they come in and they go to a big center. They go to like Saskatoon or Edmonton or Calgary and, and work from there. And I was like, man, you guys are crazy. Now, possibly because I grew up in small town Saskatchewan. I grew up in Turtleford, which has a population of 505 people. So I, and, and I grew up on a farm and I saw everybody, not everybody, but most people around me had that same sort of lifestyle where, you know what? The people who are farming, uh, wives, husbands, doesn't matter, whatever their role is, they don't have a lot of time to run to the city for sessions. <laughs> so if you go to their town and you offer something in their town, then you've got something because then everybody can come. I mean, it was to me one of the most brilliant choices I made. Now, I like I make it sound like I knew all of that before I started. I did not. <laughs> Let me tell you right now, it was just, I just chose it. People would ask, I would say yes, and, and easily fill up days and days uh, for sessions and such. So the willingness to do whatever it took. And then as I did that more and more, then I started doing phone sessions, which then I didn't have to travel as much because I didn't have to be in the same room. And that for a lot of people was a big stretch, but we got them there. Like, you know, so it's like that willingness. Yeah, sometimes it's not exactly what you'd like to be doing. And if it's something you truly desire, you will do whatever it takes to receive it. And then if you're not doing whatever it takes to receive it, you might want to look at that. Is it then truly something you desire? If it's not, change the ask. Just change it because maybe it's something you desired five years ago and it's changed. Maybe it's something you've never desired, but you thought you should. Maybe all, all the cool kids were desiring it. So now you desire you, you, you know, bought into that. And so that's that's a piece of it. The demand of you to do whatever it takes, no matter what. And then the other piece, which is it kind of sounds like it doesn't make sense with the first piece, but it totally does is to 
have it be, I was going to have, have it be insignificant. No, not have it be significant. That's the best way to word it. It's not significant. I know I'm doing a whole show about going to meet Oprah. <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you don't make it significant. But you know what? I can actually do a show about it and have it be from not significant. Am I excited? Am I over the moon? Am I so fucking grateful? Yes. And it's not significant. If it didn't occur, if she canceled, if something like who, if you know what? I would still be okay. Like it's not that. And it's so fucking awesome. But that's to me, when we're actualizing stuff and we're, we're asking to receive it, we've got to be willing to have it show up however it shows up without a point of view. Because so often we have the point of view that it has to show up a certain way. And then when it doesn't show up that way, we stop receiving from it 100%. Instead of going, wow, okay, what's right about this I'm not getting? Or is, is this the change I've been asking for? But usually we go to judgment. Usually we go into the wrongness, which ensures we don't receive from it. Which, of course, is possible why we're not, like why we're judging it in the first place to make sure we don't receive from it. But that's, that's a show for another day. Uh, and then, of course, the willingness to receive it. And that is something that, I cannot really speak to enough or I don't know, speak to, but just, yeah, (laughs) whatever you're asking for, please ensure that you're doing the, I'm going to say doing the work that seems heavy. Um, You're taking the action to ensure that you're willing to actually receive it. Yeah, because you know... Things could show up and you could then stop it. You could make sure you don't. You could make sure it doesn't happen. You could sabotage it. You could do all sorts of crazy things. So if you're aware now of what you're asking and you're aware that, oof, boy, yeah, that, if that really did show up, truth, am I willing to receive it? Okay, if there's any no in your universe at all, all you need to do is start clearing whatever the crazy is. And you don't even have to know specifically what the crazy is, but you can just be like, wow, everywhere I'm not willing to receive that. I destroy and uncreate it all. Who am I being when I'm not willing to receive that? Destroy and uncreate it all. Like whatever that is, and, and not like, yeah, just whatever that is, destroy and uncreate it all. If you use the access tools, you can run the clearing statement after that, of course, or whatever modality or thing you like to use, whatever it is, just make sure you're honest with you about the points of views that you might have and clear them so that you can. So when it does show up, your arms are wide open, wide open. And so, of course, receiving it also is receiving the judgment that comes along with you receiving it. Yeah, I know. It's that J word again, my sweet friends. And it's that. It's the judgment of it. Receiving people's, well, who does she think she is? Or, I mean, how greedy is she that she's got that now too? Or like, when is, when is it enough? <laughs> like, you know, all of those really interesting points of views that people deliver at us. Why? Because we're wrong? No, <laughs> they deliver them at us because they wouldn't be willing to choose what we're choosing. And so whenever anybody around us, and this goes for us too, like anybody around us chooses something that we wouldn't be willing to choose 
What we're taught to do here is to judge them. And so you can really just make it not personal. Just really, truly allow it to be the bullshit it is and be like, wow, they're really not okay with me receiving this because they wouldn't receive it. Okay, cool. Awesome. I wonder how much I can turn it up. I wonder how much more I can receive from this because it's not about them. And like for you, it's not about them. And for them, it's not about you. Their lack of receiving is their stuff. It's up to you when you ask to just be, be open to your points of views so you can clear them and then receive, 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 and then receive some more. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I will with the bigger, what a, the bigger, I mean, air quotes, bigger things that I ask for, the things that I know would be really visible for people if I received it, I will actually imagine myself receiving it. I, you know, kind of like a visualization in a sense. And then I will imagine people around judging me for receiving it. And, and I'll get a sense of what that energy is for me of whether it's like, oh, I shouldn't have, or I kind of, you know, shrink or whatever. And if that's the case, then I'll just pod and pock myself or I'll interesting point of view myself so that I'm actually willing to receive it. So that I'm actually willing to go, you know what? Yeah, I did. I did. I chose this. I chose this. And not that you, of course, have to have those conversations with people, but just, you know, just knowing that you can get to the place where you're willing to receive it, dropping all those barriers all the crazy from this reality that tells you shouldn't, that it's wrong, that, you know, maybe your parents didn't have it, so why should you? Or, like, that's too much. Oh my God, that one. Too much. That's too much. What's wrong with you? That's too much. <laughs> you should be happy with what you have. That's too much. Oh my gosh. Yeah, those things. Please, please, my sweet friends, clear that, all that crazy. Because all that does is ensures that the people who have those points of views are controlling you. Yeah, that is what judgment is designed to do. It's designed to control you. So if you don't let it, you become uncontrollable. And yeah, people will probably turn up the judgment more. So the fuck what? <laughs> like truly so the fuck what? If that's the, you know, that's how they want to spend their time is judging you and what you're creating and what you're receiving and the magic you be, so the fuck what? Keep creating, keep, keep going, keep being magical. And if anything, turn it so far up that you can't even, you're not like, they're not even in your world anymore because of how much fun and awesomeness you're creating by receiving more and more and more. Yeah, because how much fun would that be? Like instead of pretending you're pathetic and playing less than and playing the victim, how much fun would it be just to receive and to receive and to receive and to turn it up and to turn it up and to turn it up and to have so much fun and just be delighted and surprised every day by what shows up and the magic that you be? Yeah, so swim in that for a little while during break, sweet friends, and we'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 
live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? From across Europe, New York to California, Australia, and across Canada, along with her beautiful acreage near Edmonton, Alberta. Plus, you can also join many of Glenise's phenomenal classes, live-streamed from the comfort of your home. Check Glenise's schedule at GleniseHughes.com. If you would like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. GleniseHughes.com. Did you know that Glenise travels the world facilitating classes, possibilities, and awesomeness? She does. From Ireland to England, across Europe to the Netherlands, and from Guatemala to Nicaragua to Mexico, and her center of possibilities in Lloydminster, Canada. There will be more places added, so find out if Glenise will be in your area. Be sure to check her schedule on www.glenise.net for more information about where Glenise will be visiting next. If you'd like Glenise to come to your area, contact her for the possibilities. www.glenise.net Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're tuned in to The Glenise Show. Want to find out more about what Glenise and the show are about? Visit GleniseHughes.com. Again, that's G-L-E-N-Y-C-E Hughes.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I also wanted to let you guys know that The Glenise Show is being renamed. It is going to be called Tools to Create a better life and we're going to actually be moving off of Voice America and onto my own platform. So you are going to do something for me and if you listen to me via podcast app or via iTunes or any of those uh, ones that pick it up automatically, you're going to want to go search tools to create a better life and subscribe that one. Uh, so that you continue to get this awesomeness. Now, if you normally listen via my webpage, uh, via SoundCloud, they will still be in the same spot. So you will, you'll just go to the webpage and find them there. Uh, so yeah, come and check it out. It really won't be all that much different. Just a little bit of change. And of course, the name change. What I was finding was, you know, the Glenise Show, as awesome as I adore my name, uh, and you know what, honestly, I couldn't always say that, and now I adore it, um, it doesn't really it give the person the idea what the show is about. So tools to create a better life, ah, that just feels so yummy. So come on over, would love to have you listen in over there. And of course, all of the previous shows, and by previous shows, I mean six years of shows uh, will continue to be on Voice America and on SoundCloud and stuff. So you'll be able to hear them. Uh, You'll be able to access them, download them, listen, all of that. uh, And just make sure to come on over to the new spot, Tools to Create a Better Life. All right, so let's keep talking about Oprah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe not everybody has a girl crush or a boy crush or like one of those like people that would just be amazing. 
Um, I guess my other one I would say would be Richard Branson. And not that I have as much, um, you know, knowledge, I would say, of him as I do Oprah. I really, the things I have read about him has just really been like, wow, like, wow. I just, the what I would call courage. Like, I remember one story, and now I might be totally messing it up because it was a long time ago that I read it, but it was how Virgin uh, Airlines started, and they had canceled an airplane uh, in, I think he was in some sort of a tropical country or going there or something, and they'd canceled it kind of last minute. And so he had the brainwave to actually go and rent uh, a plane and sell tickets to everybody whose you know, plane had just got canceled. And to, like, I w- it wouldn't even cross my mind to consider to do that and for him just to do that and then not just do it and get where he was going and be happy about it. No, it was like, then he had a brilliant idea. Like, what about starting an airline? And of course, there's so much more, I'm sure. But that was just like, to me that, like when you're, when you're willing to look outside of the box outside of what this reality is delivering. I mean, how many of us have been uh, somewhere and the plane has been canceled? Actually, you know, I don't know that I've ever had a canceled plane. Delayed, yes, but I don't believe it was ever canceled. And, oh, you know what, that's a lie. I was. I just wasn't at the airport yet, so we were able to go home. Um, But regardless, like, there's... Often we get so stuck in that, like the drama of that. So most people would sit there and go, oh my God, I can't believe that airline. They canceled the airline and I can't go there now. And look at all my plans have changed. And he he might have done that. But at one point he went, wait, how can I? He probably asked some sort of a question and was like, how could I still get there? And then he created it. And that to me is such a huge piece of actualizing anything is the willingness to get out of the drama, the willingness to stop talking about what we've decided is wrong. Because, oh man, we so create that. We so create more of that. When we sit in the airport and we're going on and on about how horrible it is that the airplane canceled and they always do this and they're horrible airlines and they don't care about it, like, guess what you get more of? Because all of that is asks of the universe. All of it. So, I mean, I didn't necessarily ever ask to meet Oprah. That, you know, as I talked about earlier, that I would say was almost in a world of impossibility that I wasn't even aware that I had. But I also never said, I'll never meet Oprah. Like, poor me. It would never happen for me. Like, I mean, that would be bizarre that I would be doing that anyway. But you get the idea. Like, so it just opens up so many more doors when we're like, okay, all right, this changed. Now what? And it's the one thing I love. Well, oh God, there's so many things I love about the question. But like, what's right about this I'm not getting? Because if we ask that, the universe can show us. The universe can truly show us what is right about it. What is else? What else is actually possible here? It gets us out of the drama and into what else? And I just, I would say in the past few months, I've become so much more aware of how much I have my own back, which then allows the universe to have my own back. So that if something does show up that seems 
bad or wrong or not the way it was supposed to be or all of those judgments, I am aware that I'm actually, there's something greater to it. And then the other piece with that is the other thing I've been, you know, better at is also allowing myself the whatever in the moment. So in the moment, if I am disappointed or if I am frustrated or if I like whatever that is, I don't judge me for having that, that either. It's like, okay, yeah, you know what? This is really shitty. And in that allowance of it, then I find it so much more ease to go into the question of what's right about this I'm not getting. Or the other way I love to ask it, it was uh, my sweet friend Tanya uh, said this question. It was just like, whoa. It's like, what greatness is this inviting me to? Because if you're, you know, look, look at Richard Branson. Like, what greatness did it invite him to to have his plane canceled? He is, you know, he, and I don't even know if he owns Virgin Airlines anymore, but he started an airline because his plane was canceled. Like that to me is a huge greatness that if his plane hadn't been canceled, he maybe would have never, ever started that airline. So what greatness is whatever it is that you've decided isn't showing up the way you think it should? What greatness is it inviting you to? And as I'm talking, I'm actually just, you know, there's, there was something I was looking at earlier online and uh, renting a car and um, because we're picking it up in one spot and dropping it off at another spot, the, uh, there's a one-way fee and it's just making the car rental like an exorbitant, ex- a lot of money. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm just, as I'm talking now, I'm like, hey, what greatness is that inviting me to? Yeah, because really, what greatness is that inviting me to? It's not quite the same price as a ticket to Oprah Winfrey, but it is not far off. And what greatness is it inviting me to? Like, what else is truly possible with it that if I didn't resist it and if I didn't have points of views about it, you know, what magic could I be? Ah, <sighs> man, that just, it just changes everything for, Yeah. So try those out and, and look at the other things too. Cause sometimes it is like, maybe, maybe it isn't uh, turning out cause it's not going to create greater. And so if we get out of the decision of how it has to look or what it needs to be like, maybe there's something else. Maybe there's a whole other world that you haven't even considered. And then this is kind of the dance between the allowance and the demand of you. And so you want to be, of course, demanding of you, whatever it takes, you're having or doing or being or creating whatever it is, with also no point of view that it has to be a certain way. So that it can show up however it would like to, without it, you being caught up in, oh, it didn't show up this way, so I'm wrong. You know, let's say you start a business, let's say you start an access business, and you don't have a lot of people come to it. You put out classes, nobody really comes. Um, you may be taking a class somewhere and you meet somebody who, um, I don't know, sells solar panels. <laughs> and suddenly that becomes your business. Like, what if that was what it got you to? Like, and it's not ever to justify or to, to reason it or to make sense of it. It's just to acknowledge that 
if you're following the lightness, if you're asking the question, you know, and the two I love, what, if I choose this, will will it create the future I desire, decay the future I desire, then you know that you followed the lightness to create whatever it was. And so if it ends up, you go from a bars business to a business where you're selling solar panels, you follow the lightness to get there. Like what else is actually possible? If we don't hold on to it, it has to be a bars business. Yeah, and I know it sounds like, yeah, to me there's a dance with it all. Yes, you're demanding of you, you're doing whatever it takes. And that involves following the lightness. Because one thing I know for sure is that when we ask a question, as long as we don't have points of views about it and we get the awareness that it's going to create greater, however that is, I keep using the word lightness, but it might show up different for you. You might have a knowing, you might have a gut feeling, whatever it is. Like we have that, when we have that and we follow it, we will always create more lightness. If we don't define what the lightness is, it's like, oh, it's light to put on a bars class, so that means I will have 10 clients. It's like, no, you might not have any, and it still might create greater to have it. Like there's so many different possibilities. It's just getting out of those kind of the ideas of what you have to do and what you shouldn't do and what you need to do and what you're supposed to do and like all of that and ask questions and follow the lightness and then ask more questions and follow the lightness and continuously creating in that way, it will look very different to people in this reality. They might have some judgments of it. They might tell you you're crazy. They might tell you you're wrong. You're doing it wrong. Uh, You'll never get anywhere. Like there might be all sorts of judgments and you're going to create more lightness. The thing is that most of us have spent the majority of our life in the heavy. And so that's what becomes more known or more maybe even comfortable. And so following the lightness seems really different. And continuing to follow the heavy or continuing to create more heavy seems like that's what you're supposed to do because that's what most people are doing here. And so it does take courage on your part. At least I see it as courage to say, you know what, this just doesn't work anymore. And it doesn't even mean you have to do it publicly. Like even if you're just doing it for you, when nobody's ever going to know what you chose, if you're doing it from that place of following the lightness, to me that does take courage. Because again, it's usually the opposite of what you have been doing. And you know, it's one of the things I'm so grateful with hubby. I mean, he wouldn't ever really ask a question like in the way that I do and he still you know has his awareness and follows that but years and years ago I mean when I first started doing more psychic stuff and that um, you know and it was totally against what he believed in and you know so there was you know a bit of well probably more than a bit of kind of strife in terms of I would be like ah you know I get the sense if we do that this will occur and you know again it was much more the psychic stuff and And I was often right. (laughs) Like, I've always been aware. I will always be aware. Uh, And then now, this many years in, uh, you know, I don't have to explain myself. I can just say, you know, it just, it seems like it'll, I can say, it'll create greater to blah, blah, blah. Um, Or I might say to him, you know, for me, this is what seems like it makes sense. Sometimes he can hear that. And then 
you know, what, what, what works for you. Like, you know, having him know what I'm going to choose, but also still giving him choice to choose what, depending on what we're doing and like just allowing that so that we don't have to do it from, um, you know, they have to use the questions. And I mean, they, in terms of, I know there's a lot of men who use the tools whose wives aren't interested. And it's the other way. Also a lot of women who use the tools and their husbands aren't interested, but everybody has some sort of an awareness. They might call it their gut reaction or whatever, but just allowing that and, and still trusting you no matter what, even if they say it's crazy or nuts or they're not going to do it, you know, know that, you know, for you, that's the only person you can know for anyway. Um, and we are aware, so we can also have an awareness for others. Uh, but if we're going to, if we're going to be the consciousness that we would like to be on the planet, we really want to be it from the sense of empowerment, which means allowing people to do what they would like to do without a point of view. <laughs> so we don't tell them they're wrong. We don't tell them that it's going to turn out bad. We let them know, you know, maybe depending on the situation of what it, what it is for us and what we're going to choose. And then we still allow them to choose what works for them which isn't always ease for some people, especially you parents out there. Um, and yeah, and what else might be possible if you allowed them to choose? Because the thing is, it's choice that creates awareness. If you ever had your parents tell you something, so you didn't choose it, <laughs> did it ever go, uh, oh gosh, well that makes sense, mom and dad, I definitely won't choose that. Like no, choice is what creates the awareness. Often we have to choose it to have the awareness for ourselves. So recognize that with everybody in your life and think of how much less stress you have to carry if you're not worrying about everybody else. Yeah, so just a totally different way and following your awareness. So, oh my gosh, I get to meet Oprah. <laughs> Oh, this is just so much fun. Wow. So, so many possibilities. And really, what, what is actually possible that we have never even considered? Like, how does it get any better than this? And that question, guys, I, you know, I probably say it a lot on the show. I'm not even sure that I hear myself anymore with it. Um, but how does it get any better than this? Like, that question is so potent and so underused <laughs> so maybe you know if it feels yummy to you maybe just make a little you know kind of challenge for yourself of choosing to say it or choosing to be it actually not just say it but choosing to be it way more and you could even set a timer on your phone so that you're reminded to ask it because everything can get better everything like how does it get any better than this and again you want to be the question so it's not about just asking well how does it get any better than this no be it like how does it get any better than this and for everything you're brushing your teeth you you know you drop some toothpaste on your clothes well how does it get any better than this you get a flat tire how does it get any better than this you have the greatest sex you've had so far how does it get any better than this like keep asking the universe will always 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 respond always ask how does it get any better than this and then what else is actually possible that I've never even considered those two right now oh my gosh I just they're just creating so much and they also give your brain something else to do 
because our brain often is going down the crazy train and all that silly stuff. So take it off the track. <laughs> Give it something else to do. Those two questions, and I mean, there's so many tools, of course, you can use for that. But those two questions right now for me are just, yeah, just absolutely loving them. So awesome. Thank you so much for listening in, guys. Have a great week, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for making The Glenny Show part of your life. Listen again next week, Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel and continue changing your life.